Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. My name is Barry Allen, and I am the fastest man alive. I am Supergirl. My name is Oliver Queen. In the future, my friends may not be heroes, but if we succeed, they will be remembered as legends. Good evening and welcome to this week's episode of This Week's Episode. I am your host, Evan Goldstein, and with me as always is the super Karen Randazzo. Your tech guy quotes movies, huh? Real original. <laughs> and the wonderful Chris Randazzo. I burn my family alive and I like to light things on fire. We here on this week's episode talk television. Um, this was a lot of television this week. Um... There was this thing on all of the CW. It took it over for a week last week. Um, invasion. Yeah. Yep. A 1989 comic book story in DC Universe has been brought to the little screen through Supergirl, Flash, Arrow, and Legends of Tomorrow. Can't we say Supergirl really loosely? Yeah, very loosely. Yeah. In total, I think it was about a minute. <coughs> if you catch, if you count the, 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 I don't know what that swirly effect is. Oh, yeah. That happened like two. The breach, two, effect. The breach, breach effect. effect. That happened like go. three Good times on. in the episode. Uh, all right. First and foremost, <laughs> guys, <laughs> gal, guy, gal. Overall. How did you feel about it? Eh. Meh. All right. Good. All right. We are in agreement. Meh all around. <laughs> yeah. It's I, a, there was a resounding meh. I mean, it, I don't know. Like, I, feel, I really, I had high expectations for this. I thought it was going to be really fun. I thought it was going to be like a really cool four-part story. And instead it was... A three-part story with the Supergirl one barely being involved. And then it was just kind of... They didn't really do a whole lot of... I wanted to see these characters interact with one another, you know? And there wasn't a lot of good... This... Barry brought... Barry and Sisko brought an alien from another dimension (laughs) to help them fight aliens. And everyone's reaction to her was pretty much like, Oh, you're Supergirl, huh? That's super. Like, uh, uh, no, everybody's reaction to her was, uh, we don't want to work with Barry. Yeah. That yeah, was, okay. <laughs> well, that wasn't their reaction that, to that Supergirl. Was, yeah, that was a reaction to Supergirl. Like, <laughs> I don't know. There was so much potential for there to be so. I wanted to see, um, like, obviously not like a real battle or anything, but I wanted to see some sort of face off between oliver and supergirl i wanted to see how he handled that more than just like uh, a, a 10 minute like i don't think you should be a part of this i don't trust he, he, he did a lot of find normal or something yeah, was, he did a pouty scene there was there was an upset oliver scene which there was a lot of upset people in this episode or in these episodes yeah and and i, and I get the upset oliver thing i thought that was 
I mean, Oliver is talking to an alien. When Arrow started in a billion years, he never would have imagined that this is where they would end up. Like, this is the, Why? this has become his life. All right. Not like, like, us. Not a, the viewer. Uh, I mean, Oliver Queen. He started off as, like, a vigilante, and, like, yes, there was some magic involved, but now there's multiple dimensions and aliens. And it's it's a lot to wrap one's head around, especially in a show that is as... They use the word relatively grounded <laughs> as the arrow, as as arrow is, you know, and like he, he mentioned it as, as as soon as Barry entered his life, things got a lot weirder. He, he this is true. Okay, he dealt with a mystical, magical group for the entirety of the show, so there was a fantastical element in in his life all the time. Well, yes, there was a bit of a fantastical element, but now we're talking intergalactic. I don't know. I felt it was it was it was a weak thread for them to be pulling on when one of the like okay during the actual I'm pretty sure it was in the Arrow episode where they're all being brainwashed or mind wiped or they're, like they're in that alternate they're in the ship dream yeah. world yeah yeah. Like, that was good. Like, I, I enjoyed that because it showed a side, the what the what if storyline. Yes. And then we go, but like, everything that led up to that was, like, crabby and annoying, for me at least. The, the whole Cisco fiasco bothered the shit out of me okay you know what bothered me about that what's that okay fine they had to whatever they felt like they needed to work that out between cisco and barry the resolution of that storyline happened on a different show (laughs) if you don't watch legends of tomorrow next week you're gonna tune in and be like oh i guess they're friends now what the fuck happened oh sure yes i gotta go watch legends of tomorrow now and that was another piece of it is like that wouldn't have been a problem if these felt like four parts of one big long story but they They were all very separate yeah, like that Arrow episode that you were talking about, that stuff was really cool, but it was an Arrow episode. It didn't have much... It was part of the crossover, but I was hoping that it would tell a four-part narrative that included all of these characters, and not, here's an episode of Flash, here's an episode of Arrow, here's an episode of Legends of Tomorrow. I was hoping for a bit more cohesion there. And like yeah. when you get the split from Arrow to Legends of Tomorrow, and he's like, thanks for taking my sister home, <laughs> here's a bunch of other people that are on <laughs> Legends of Tomorrow you don't know because you don't watch this show. It's like, why the fuck did Thea go home? <laughs> <laughs> and for that matter, why did she come along in the first place? And for that matter, while she was in the dream state and she decided she wanted to stay there, why did she change her mind? Because there was a commercial break? Yes. <laughs> what the actual fuck? It was like, and because sh- Barry changed the timeline while we were watching a commercial for Domino's or something. <laughs> and it was so wonky, like the the shoehorning of uh, Deathstroke in there, like the yeah, two I get versions it. of Deathstroke. <laughs> It's the hundredth episode of Arrow, and you want to do something oh, was super it? cool. I didn't even. Realize I'm pretty it. sure it that was, was the hundredth yeah. yeah, episode, and but like you're not getting Morrow Bennett back in that that costume. Like that was such a waste. <laughs> it was. It, it felt cheap to me, and there was cool stuff there. There really was, but I wanted this to be 
I it, I wanted this to be the Avengers, you know? I mm, wanted this yeah. to be the Avengers of this universe, and it, it was, was not. not. Like, not even not. close. They It wasn't a bunch of interesting characters overcoming their differences to fight an alien threat. It, was, it wasn't that. It was something else. <laughs> well, for the first and half of the, the, the battle, it was them versus each other. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, doing the bidding of the aliens, mm-hmm. but still. And you, there has, I mean, I think it's a superhero canon that at some point something has to happen if there's a team something has to happen to turn part of the team against the other part of the team uh, like yeah, well, you do have a civil point, war yes. <laughs> yes you have a point um is it me or was the alien threat not that threatening no like i didn't feel it as a presence throughout the whole story it just kind of showed up when it was convenient for the plot but it wasn't like like there was nothing to make me feel like, oh god, these guys are really scary and they're gonna fuck shit up. I really yeah. and I do not feel that they deserve the name Dominators. Yeah, like, no. they weren't really dominating anything. Nope. But it was and okay, they were kind of sensible. Like the bit when you actually got a conversation with them, they're like, metahumans are they're a threat to everything. Mm-hmm. We've seen it happen before, so we're gonna stop this shit from happening again. It was like. All right, more of that. Like, let's yeah. have some motivation. Let's 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 lend something to these guys. Well, that, and then and then they just fucking leave. Yeah, like the resolution was, you know, we went back in time and you know proved our, you know, why we're good people as well. You know, where there's good to us as well as being a threat. And then they were like, you know, easily reasoned with, and they pissed off. Like. They dropped the bomb, right? They yes. went and they dropped that and crazy bomb, and Firestorm. Turned it into I totally water. forgot that that was his deal. Was not, he not? He doesn't just catch on fire and fly. His thing is he's the nuclear man. Oh, he yeah. can change matter, Transmute and so he matter. transmutes the bomb into something else. And the aliens are just like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> like, they, like they. We, o- they, we they only st- brought the one bomb. Yeah, they stopped. Like, they were kicking everyone's ass. Like, if that alien force had invaded, they would have kicked everyone's ass. Period. Like they would have won if they had just tried for ten more minutes. But they were like, <laughs> "Oh crap! We we dropped this bomb, and that didn't. That specific thing didn't work. Oh well, let's just leave. No plan B. None. There was whatsoever. no plan B. There was barely a plan A. <laughs> <laughs> what I what really took me out of the 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 aliens being a threat was the level of special effects violently changed from episode from show to show yeah like i get it some of them have bigger budgets than others and i couldn't tell you what their actual budget was but like if you have to set a bar and if you're using the same characters day after day after day make it consistent because in legends of tomorrow i think it was the best in Flash, they looked like really large shrinky dinks because they were kind of blurry, but the further they got away and the smaller they got, the crisper they got. Mm. And, like, that, when you have that, that, that inconsistency, it just it takes me out of the story. Like, I'm noticing the special effects as opposed to the story. And that shouldn't happen at all, especially with how many... How many heroes were in this? 42? 
42 something stickers? like that and <laughs> half of them were all these legends tomorrow's characters i don't care about like who's that who's that colossus ripoff guy oh you mean the colossus america <laughs> yeah what what the hell was that i don't know and <laughs> if like we watch flash arrow and supergirl we do not watch legends of tomorrow and after this crossover I'm not compelled to start watching Legends of Tomorrow. It wasn't that it was bad, but, like, they're not showing me anything to draw me into that show. Like, draw in a viewer who previously doesn't watch that show. Yeah, I mean, like, first off, Rip Hunter, where the hell was he? Um, he's one of the most interesting people on the show. I don't I want think to watch he's been on him. for a while. That's sad. <laughs> and, like, all right, Steel. I'm glad they got rid of the Hawk people. That was dumb. But, like, this Steel guy looks stupid his outfit is dumb Steel? it is objectively stupid looking oh yeah it is not it's not good at all so i they recast vixen which also bugs me like oh, did they? they had <laughs> she this they had this woman do voiceovers for all this official cw tie and stuff then they let her play the character on arrow and then they recast her for legends of tomorrow so that's a bunch of horse shit um i thought I, I, I'm I'm not wrong. There is a character Steel that is not Steel from Superman. Yeah, yeah. That's not What's him. His name something Irons. Uh, John Henry Irons. John yeah, John Henry Irons. Wow, that yeah. just came out of nowhere in the brain. Good one. Um, that's what they're. I thought it was um, oh Adam something. There was a guy who could absorb radiation. Oh, crazy! And he's he had he was he had a containment he's all silver. suit. A yeah, yeah. I can't remember. Is that Captain Adam? Is did Cap- you say containment soup? I did, but I was actually, <laughs> I did say containment soup. And it's a lovely, it's like a split pea. It's like, delicious. oh, I was picturing something brothier. <laughs> soup. Soup. I love soup. No, I, and I guess maybe seeing as we haven't watched Legends of Tomorrow and they had the most characters in this maybe that's why it didn't mean as much to us i guess i don't know man like i read a bunch of stuff about legends of tomorrow that made me think i want to watch this season like i saw the jsa and some promos and Mm star girl was there and stuff that's Mm -hmm. interesting Mm -hmm. i know that legion of doom with friggin uh damian dark and malcolm merlin and whatnot Mm -hmm. all teamed up together that sounds great they're gonna be on legends but i don't know man (laughs) no i i i how do these? How do they all know how to? How does Sarah know how to fly the ship? I don't know, man. I don't know. That I show mean, without Rip Hunter is just lost all luster to me. Like I, everybody, I, I, everybody flew the ship because even Heatwave flew the ship at one point in time, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Think so I, all of the episodes. Except for Supergirl, which I'm not even counting as part of this. The Supergirl episode was a regular Supergirl episode, and it was fine. Yeah, and it had like a little <laughs> with two minutes tease- of Barry at the end. <laughs> yeah, teaser at the end of, of Barry showing up. So I, you can't even count that. These, even as standalone episodes of each of these shows, it was not. They were not good. Yeah, they were not top form. <sighs> I feel like they needed to put one person in charge of writing all of them. Exactly. And they, like whether or not that person actually wrote all the scripts, 
they needed to have somebody in charge overall of the whole story, and I don't feel like there was. Well, <laughs> just realizing now, like this is just occurring to me now. Where the hell did Caitlin go? She was totally there in the beginning, and they're like, and you have powers, but you can't use them. And she was like, yeah, long story. And then I think she just vanished. Well, wait. <laughs> Don't remember seeing her after that. Was... She went with, uh, she went with uh, <coughs> Professor Stein to, to his daughter. Well, what, what were they calling her? Oh, yeah, that's right. The, the time, oh, no, it wasn't a time anomaly. <laughs> he wanted to wipe out his daughter. That's not right. <laughs> I thought that was a, a vaguely interesting story. But yet again, there. another story that was resolved at literally the the snap of a finger. Like, it was done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just, yeah. Totally solved that way and too quick. I just, I just looked through the IMDb's. Uh, Greg Berlanti is credited as writer on all three of these episodes. Okay. Well, then what the hell was he doing? I don't Not know. Not your finest work, Greg. He's better than this. He is. He is. He's way. Blind spot is hysterical. <laughs> and listen, like I don't want to make it sound like we hated this. We didn't hate it. It just, you know, it was okay. But we were like so excited for it, mm-hmm. and it was just okay. It did not live up to our expectations um, because I mean I did enjoy it. There were some, there were some definite great moments. I mean. Most of the times where Heatwave opened his mouth were great. Uh, yeah. There was some really, really awesome, I can't remember exactly which episode it was part of, but there was like one chunk of really awesome Supergirl action where it was like you got to see her like really unleash and go nuts, and you don't really see that on her show very often, and I thought that was great. Um, I, I lo- th- there was there was some really cool stuff in there. It there were some good fights too. Like uh, there was, I think arrow versus white canary in the flash episode. I remember yeah, that being that was, a nice piece of, pretty well of fight choreography. The, 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 okay. The chunks, the, like the individual scenes of the show were not bad. It was, they just, there was no consistency to make it a good episode. The whole arrow storyline that that took them away from the situation. I think I enjoyed that the most because they were technically away from the situation. As soon as they started heading back to you know, the, literally the justice the the Justice League castle from from the fucking cartoon. Yeah, like <laughs> where, the hell did that, where did the Hall of Justice come the Hall from? of Justice? What was that about? <laughs> yeah, and all I, Barry owns. <coughs> Uh, Star Labs? Is that a thing? Yeah. Didn't, yeah. didn't Wells leave it Wells to left him? everything to oh, him. Oh, did he? The, okay. uh, sorry, Eobard Wells. Eobard Wells. Eobard Wells. <laughs> I, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, like, there were there were a lot of good Easter eggs in it as well. I mean, my favorite part of, out of all four episodes was when Adam turned. Said you remind me of her cousin. <laughs> yeah. I was like... That was hilarious. That was cute. I want everyone to understand why that was said, and I don't... I want them to understand it without me having to explain it to them. <laughs> like, those bits made it worth watching, but those bits had nothing really to do with this storyline. I don't... I, if this was a comic book, like, let's say this was... A, a comic book invasion mm-hmm. 
these wouldn't have been invasions ish, invasion issues one, two, three, and four. No, they would not. Like there would have been other books that were called invasion, and these would have been the issues of their of the Flash, Arrow, and Legends of Tomorrow that were like the side issues. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, the tie-ins. Exactly. These were tie-in episodes, not one overarching thing. And I feel like if they had done one overarching thing and then had these as tie-in episodes, that would have been cool. But I don't know. This was not a successful crossover. This was they've they've done they've done this better in the past and I hope they do it better in the future. I I mean, that little device that they cobbled together at the end we're like yeah now you can come to our world anytime you want supergirl <laughs> jesus christ the rules of making a bridge are like change every minute yeah yeah there was a point in time when that was im fucking possible and now it's just like yeah just push this button you can come over to our they have world an app for it now you <laughs> yeah. and you can call us <laughs> Actually, come on, just like, merge the universes do- at, this at this point, point. You can order dominoes from our universe. <laughs> exactly. Just crack open a breach, throw it through. It'll be great. It's the second time I've mentioned dominoes. I think I need some pizza, you guys. Yeah, it's not, I, yeah, it's... Um, I feel like some of the problems maybe came from there just being too, like, too much mm-hmm. as a whole. When, when you consider all four shows that they had to fit, well, you know, three shows plus Supergirl, that they had to associate with this one thing it's, do they, they they had to have part of the flash episode be about the aliens but also have you know how is joe and wally dealing with wally's powers and then that arrow was like well what how do the new recruits feel about you know the i i it totally forgot like, about the new recruits <laughs> like there's just there was just too much like that was not about the main story yeah. That they felt like they had to give on each show equal time to the other characters who weren't involved or not as involved in the main plot. It was like, okay, but if you give all that time to those characters and those stories, you're taking away from the main plot. Mm-hmm. I, I, exactly. I, I agree with that. What was the last crossover thing? Fuck if I know. Wasn't, it was which, it the premiere of Legends of Tomorrow? Was that... I remember Flash going to Supergirl and Flash going to Arrow. This is the first time they've all crossed? Yes, this is the first time all four have crossed. There was a a Supergirl-Flash crossover. um, Last season when... There was a Supergirl-Flash crossover. There was the bullshit where um, the Flash and Arrow teamed up to fight something and that's when uh barry and uh that's where felicity found out about ollie's kid and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that that's, whole thing they were yeah. fighting your favorite villain um and ugh. that was like the first time barry fucked the timeline yeah and i know that there was some bit with a flash and arrow at the beginning of legends of tomorrow um but that's that's about all i can remember i think maybe they they just try to bite off more than they can chew because each outside of supergirl which just Supergirl came over. Mm-hmm. Each one of those shows has huge casts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like not you know. I mean, in uh, Legends of Tomorrow and Arrow have the same amount of watchable people on screen at all times, and that's that's like two dozen people. It's like ridiculous. And that's not easy to pull off, which is why this needed to not be for individual episodes this needed to be a four-part singular story that went through all four of these shows Mm -hmm. 
and because uh, this is that kind of situation is not easy to handle with that, that many characters it's just not easy to do and this is proof that you can't just have it that segmented and have it be successful because the, when these kinds of crossovers work when these kinds of characters get together like you know if we're gonna have a supergirl in there like why just yank her out of her world why wasn't there more interaction between cisco and and barry on her world meeting characters like martian manhunter and whatnot why wasn't there why was supergirl enough why did they just just stop and say we'll just take supergirl why why didn't like come on john jones would have been badass exactly Mm -hmm. if if they mentioned there is an apocalyptic event coming towards our earth right now and Kara wouldn't say like well uh let me get my friend jean let me call my cousin cousin. cousin. yeah (laughs) like yeah, I it, it seems I don't know maybe it just wasn't I don't want to say it wasn't thought out because this story this storyline is is taken from something I just think them retrofitting <coughs> it into this to get this air quotes event to happen I I feel like they just missed the mark yeah Agreed. poor execution and it's a shame. I hope I I want to see more. I want to see more of this, but better. As do I. I mean, I feel like if they had managed to make this a two week event, it probably would have been a lot better. Yeah, you think spreading it out a little bit? Just give them give them more time to to build up the alien threat and to have these characters interact more naturally. Like I wanted more of the characters interacting with one another and. If since they're squeezing in all this stuff with like you know the new team on Arrow and the the stuff going on with uh, Wally and his powers, like they're squeezing all this stuff into this thing. If they want to include that into the crossover, then you need to dedicate yeah. more time to the main story and have that tertiary stuff give that give that stuff a place that doesn't come at the expense of the main story you're trying to tell. Makes sense. All right. What is um? Who's the big? bad and arrow right now the vigilante yeah the vigilante i guess at this point really because it was um what's his name uh it was tobias church it was tobias church and then vigilante just up and fucking murdered him yeah uh no not vigilante the um the 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 black arrow guy oh are they not the same people the vigilante was the other guy it's that the showed up goggle wearing guy yeah this, yeah <laughs> and then there was like that <laughs> There's maybe too many bad guys on Arrow. <laughs> it was like I, I'm 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 enjoying Arrow this season. It's it's fun to watch the team come together, and I, I'm I I want to know what the fuck's going on with Artemis because I don't like that she's not really a good good guy because I really liked her character on Young Justice. Uh, but which one's Artemis? Clearly, this uh, the young the girl Archer girl who impersonated oh. Black Canary for a little while. Um, oh, is she, yeah, I'm is interested she an Archer in what's now? going on. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's using a bow and arrow. Oh, okay. Because um, I just remember her wanting to be Black Canary. I don't know. I tried watch. I tried getting caught up, and they all blurred together, and I've lost some detail. So. <laughs> I like the Rags dude, too. And I was sad that they didn't uh, use him more in the crossover, because that dude's got superpowers. Yes, he does. Like, he's got superpowers. He's got cool superpowers. It's like, why is this? Why is the idiot in the hockey mask getting all the attention? Oh, my and God. This- Everybody is so whiny. Like they show up on screen and start bitching, and it gets so 
fucking annoying. <laughs> I know. Like, <laughs> I wish like he would just go away, and the B team would just be Mister Terrific and um, uh, the Rags guy. Like, I wish it would just be them. Ragman. His name is Ragman. Ragman. <laughs> Ragman. I guess I, I I like his design. I like he's he's imposing. He. I, he has I, an interesting backstory with a, a, conflict with Felicity. Yeah, a Joe Kubert character, <laughs> and he's cool, man. Yeah. He's cool, and I I would have loved to. Why wasn't he more involved in in that? Like the whole fighting of the aliens thing. Like he's so underused. What the heck? Well, okay, so and meanwhile we've got a guy in a hockey mask who has a gun. Like, why is and he I, on the team? And, and like, what kind of gun is he? Is he killing people I, all the time? It like, seems I'm, like everybody so on Arrow is killing that. people again. Uh, Ollie is. I don't think Dig is, even yeah. though he has a gun. I don't think he's. I killing. almost feel like his gun is like you know rubber bullets or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like know, the, like the icers on icers uh, on, on shield. Yeah. Are you guys caught up on shield? Because no, no. I'm behind. Ghost Rider is fantastic looking on that show, though. He is, yeah. That's the only reason I was going to say watch it. I I appreciate the swing. I'm upset at the miss. Yeah. Yeah. I hope, Agreed. I hope they do it again. <laughs> I, I mean, at least they at least they spent it on invasion. It's not like they spent it on like some really big, high, revered. Right. Uh, that, that would be my next point. I hope they try it again with a more. Well, Worthy. like a more well-known story. <coughs> gotcha, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, and they don't even have, like, it doesn't have, for, I think it came out, like I said, in either 86 or 89. This was a huge crossover event. It was like one of the major, giant, all-encompassing crossover events. So, and it wasn't, back then, they didn't do that same it didn't like, happen every year. Tertiary style storytelling in other books, mm-hmm. like they, if it had invasion on the title, it had it told invasion story, and um, there wasn't enough. I guess there wasn't enough breathing room in these four. In this, I was going to say four hours, but it was three, maybe two and a half hours of actual yeah. television. I don't know. I didn't like, like you said, the the vi- the. Villains weren't menacing enough. Stories just resolved. And my big, my biggest complaint was I, I was, I didn't like Cisco for half of this, and that's yeah. not right. That's yeah, not right. Butts. <laughs> All right. And what about Scarecrow's brain? <laughs> Tin Man's heart. Lion's courage. All right, let's take a quick break. Um, when we get back, we're going to catch up on some news. Stay tuned. Breakfast cereal. You love it. I love it. Who doesn't love it? Seriously, who doesn't love breakfast cereal? I, I want names. This month's Geekade Top 10 takes a look at breakfast cereal mascots of the past and present. Dan and Chris square off against each other to rank mascots in order of greatness in another versus top 10. Who is the craziest mascot out there? Are they called Sugar Smacks or Honey Smacks? Will Count Chocula prevail or will he be devoured by Tony the Tiger in a horrible breakfast massacre? Find out in Geek Aid's top 10 breakfast cereal mascots. 
December is upon us, and with it comes the magic of the holiday season. What better way to celebrate that magic than with Magic the Gathering-themed episode of our gaming podcast? Honestly, there are probably hundreds of better ways to celebrate holiday magic, but this is good too. Dave and Jengis are joined by special guests to discuss the year in MTG, including their thoughts on Commander 2016, their favorite and least favorite cards, and what they hope for in the new year. Don't miss You Shall Not Pass Go, Episode 10, a magical holiday special. The most off-the-rails comic book podcast on the internet has come to an end. Those zany mofos Dan, Dean, and Matt will be devoting their skills in railroad hazardry to new and exciting projects in the near future. Don't shed a tear. Rumor has it a new comic book podcast is coming soon. In the meantime, download the farewell episode, Paper Cuts Podcast Issue 111, The Final Train Rack, with special guests Chris and Evan. Hey, I know those guys. What a horrible night to have a curse. What might make it better? How about an audio version of the 1990s novelization of Castlevania II? It probably won't, but we went ahead and did it anyway. Ring the Bell's Matt Ramo narrates all 22 scintillating chapters so you don't have to. Check out the latest installment of GeekAid's effort to provide you with audio versions of all of Nintendo's novelizations in words of power, Castlevania II, Simon's Quest. You're welcome, and well, or we're sorry. You can catch all this great stuff plus tons of other articles, videos, podcasts, and more right now at geekade.com. And we're back. Thank you so much for paying attention to our commercials. Let's talk some news. Some of the bestest news I've seen in a good long time. Netflix is giving us, or has given us, offline playback. Oh, we're done. Praise the Lord. We're done. That's it. We're not. It's enough. We're good. Like, <laughs> I didn't realize reading this article. I didn't realize Amazon does that already. So yes, they do. I I am curious as it why it took Netflix this long. You are not getting the full library. You are getting some choice shows, but it's not crap which I figured that it was going to be for the first off. But 30 Rock, and, and I think they said The Office, some, some good, good stuff. I like the fact that Days and Confused and like the Minions were available for their movie choices. I just found that funny. Um, but this is great. And their original programming, too. Yeah. Yeah. I. This is the absolutely right move. This is uh, such fantastic news for parents who need to have TV in the car for their kids mm-hmm. Um, and people who get stuck places that don't have internet and need, you know, shows yeah. to watch. When Train they rides and, and, you know. Just, just for example, perhaps say that you're a mom and you have a baby and your husband records a podcast on Wednesday nights and it sucks up all the bandwidth and you're why you're whomever stuck in the could you be talking about <laughs> she's talking about Dan oh that dick <laughs> <laughs> yeah wait a minute who gave Dan a baby <laughs> this is absolutely 110% the right thing to do and they have done it uh, hopefully, it just 
continues and they just yeah, keep adding PSA, stuff to it. In case, basically, this is a PSA for our listenership in case you didn't know that this happened last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get your butt out there and download whatever the hell you want to watch. Yeah, it's available on both Android and Apple. So I, there's absolutely no excuse. <laughs> None. You now not. It now should be mandatory to watch Netflix. Uh, Karen. Yes. You 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 posted this, and I, I I'm curious as to why you prefaced it the way you did. Um, Nashville season five. News new boss promotes less adrenaline, more emotion. Uh huh. I now I've only, I have I didn't watch. Any of this, <laughs> ever? <laughs> so, One of these days, I'm gonna pick an episode of Nashville for y'all. <laughs> oh, y'all! I see. Because you, you just, you just, you know, made me aware of that. So <laughs> sorry, Chris. <laughs> My bad. Is it? I will. Ex- is it? Is it? <laughs> is it adrenaline filled? <sighs> the thing about Nashville is the reason I love it so much is because of how balls out crazy it is okay and so they're taking this this new direction when they move with the move to cmt with for more emotion and less adrenaline and the emotion part okay fine good i like that i like emotions and relationships and all that crap (laughs) and all that bullshit (laughs) but they're like Every week was like, holy shit, they just, it's, it's like watching a soap. Like, that's why people watch soaps, is because crazy shit happens all the time. This was my soap, and now uh, they're going to cut down on the crazy shit that happens. And it's like, I don't know if this show is good enough for me to keep watching it if crazy shit isn't going to happen every five minutes. Like, who wants it to be grounded in reality? <laughs> Certainly <Yeah>. not you. <laughs> Certainly not me. Yeah, it like, would be when, like if they've blind spot all of a sudden started making sense. Like, <laughs> I don't watch that show because it's grounded in reality with characters reacting realistically to things. I watch it because it clearly does. It's insanity. <laughs> and that is why uh, Karen watches Nashville. And I don't know. It seems like the kind of show that can only really be successful because it doesn't take itself too seriously. Yeah, and it seems like it's maybe heading in more of a serious direction. Like, without the, you know, addiction stories and abusive partners and... Exploding planes. Exploding planes, exactly. (laughs) That show show sounds amazing, by the way. (laughs) It, It... fucking you make fun of me for watching Nashville I'm telling you the show's goddamn great it has been up to this point anyway but now it's just gonna be about a bunch of singing rednecks and you know I don't know (laughs) (laughs) it's about Uh, a bunch of singing rednecks okay (laughs) there's there's one like they they went into a few specifics at the end of this article about changes that are going uh to happen and one of which is that uh character deacon is going to um be fighting less on the show because his reaction to many things is to punch people okay Um, and that while is it is entertaining it, it did come with a certain degree of like really dude so, I, that that's Slow a change I'm okay with. I hope he switches to slapping people. 
First, he has to fill his hand with powder and then slap people. (laughs) I just want to see him pout, you know, just throw a little hissy fit, stomp off in a corner. (laughs) That'd be fun. (laughs) All right, we'll go from Nashville over to, to, to you, Chris. Yeah. So... There's the possibility we're going to get some uh, some Sega franchises on on the big and little screen. Yeah, this 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 <laughs> story came out of nowhere. <laughs> I uh, caught this this morning and it was like, what? <laughs> All right, Altered Beast and Streets of Rage. So, all right, I, um, I, mean, <laughs> I know those two titles. <laughs> I don't. I I never played Altered Beast and went hmm. You know what I would really enjoy? A 60-minute drama of this, this 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 fine, fine, weird video game. Could be interesting. I mean, let's see if I'm remembering the story of Altered Beast right. It, it, it's got a lot of, like... It was Greek mythology, Greek, right? Yeah, it's it's kind of very loosely Greek mythology based, but like you know, you <laughs> everybody some... turns into werewolves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not just werewolves, Evan. Not just werewolves. <laughs> Every different level, you turn into a different creature, including a bear. Ooh! <laughs> it turns to... things into stone with its breath. <laughs> it's Let's... a weird game. There's like a, a a evil wizard guy. I, you're out to like save some some old guy's daughter, and he resurrects some ancient warrior who collects these power ups and rips his clothes off and turns into magical creatures. It's so bizarre. Um, it was like I, I saw the headline this morning about Sega properties uh, being turned into TV and movies. Uh, with with this, um, I think it was. A, it's actually a subsidiary of um, some sort of parent company that's related to Sega. Uh, that's that's really joining together to do this. Mm-hmm. And um, when I read through and I, I saw like Streets of Rage, I was like, all right, that could be cool. Um, Streets of Rage is it's it's like I don't know. Um, the side scrolling. I don't know what this, Yeah, it's a side scrolling beat 'em up. I, there's cops involved, <laughs> gang violence. I mean that. I get it. That could be turned into a TV show with the make a drama or action oriented something that involves characters of the same name in the game. It's not like it's like super story heavy. No, I'm pretty I sure there's a kangaroo episode. in Streets of Rage three. <laughs> so I mean, it could get really weird. But Altered Beast is that that's the one that's got me my head spinning. Like, boy. Do they have a plan for this? Like, did, nope. did somebody say, I've got an idea for an Altered Beast show? And Sega was just like, fucking do it, man. We're running out of Sonic money. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way this article described the, the genre, where you, you call it a beat-em-up, it calls it a walk left to right, punching things until they blink out of existence. <laughs> I'm like, oh, as soon as they put it that way, I'm like, oh, like Double Dragon. Got it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I, I don't know. Altered Beast is so dumb, and I swear to God, if they don't start that show with someone going, rise from your grave, <laughs> then, then they failed miserably. <laughs> okay. Moving on. <clears throat> now, I knew about this next story a while ago, and I didn't know how I felt about it. Um... FX is coming out with a show called Legion, and Legion is a, I don't want to say, well, I guess a little-known X-Men character. Um, 
they're doing has much more reasonable hair in the live action show. Yes, yeah, cra- he had crazy hair in the comics. Um, it is the son of Charles Xavier, and he is a mutant. Now, there are a few things about this that appeal to me. Um, in fact, I I think Netflix, I'm uh, not Netflix, FX shows start off really strong for some reason. However long they last, they it, it all depends on how strong they stay. But they start off strong. This has the Marvel Television Studio attached to it as well, which I did not see coming. Because isn't FX a subsidiary of Fox? Mm-hmm. And who has the X-Men. Who has things. the X-Men. And Fox and Marvel aren't getting along movie-wise. That's why... Fox will kill the X-Men franchise before they give it back to Marvel. I'm ho- I'm hopeful that this is the start of something better for that aspect of it. Um, the trailers I've seen look really interesting. Mm-hmm. I really can't get a read on it's... When I saw that um, like Fargo is mentioned, it, uh, the guy who... the Noah Hawley, who was who was the showrunner, was attached to Fargo. I was like, all mm-hmm. right, that makes sense. I can sort of see that because it's it seems weird. Like really it's kinda, weird. Kind of have to be with Legion because right. I mean, he's crazy. <laughs> well, not necessarily. They always thought he was crazy, but apparently they're trying to put the spin on it that it's his mutant ability and he can he the people that he hears. Like he, they always thought he was a schizophrenic, if I'm not mistaken. So he went mm-hmm. in and out of institutions for the entirety of his life. And they are setting the stage for a, a, a new doctor and, you know, people trying to support him. And, like, it has the, the makings of being a, a good show. I just... I, to tie... <laughs> To tie a show, a, 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 an X Men television show to Legion might be a mistake. I mean, it really all depends on how they handle it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could it could just really have the connections to the rest of the X Men universe be really tertiary and just tie it to that character and the things that happen around him. I mean, they're gonna. I, have I think to. it's a really. Yeah, I, I think they have to do that, and I think that's that's their plan. I, I, I think it's I think it's an interesting route to go. Not what I was expecting uh, out of an X Men related TV show, but I, I think it's got a lot of potential to be really interesting. Well, I think one thing that it's in this article is that it's not mentioned anywhere in the show materials that have come out so far that he is Charles Xavier's son. Mm-hmm. So right there, you're going to have a tertiary. Kick connection to that universe if you're not going to bring up that fact yeah they may not um, be able to who knows could that's possible i don't know i'm also, sure they can it's fox um aubrey plaza is going to be in it so that's another point for me because there love you go her. she's fantastic um and i don't as a person who only you know has experience with x-men in terms of some of the movies that have come out in the last oh, 15 years mm-hmm. um it lo- the show looks cool to me, as yeah. someone coming in as someone who knows relatively little about X Men. So, and that's important. Uh-huh. So, you know, you gotta you gotta cast the net for the widest audience. And it, like I said, it looks interesting. I just I, I 
we'll see how they connect it to the X-Men mythos and the actual character themselves. Himself. I'm we excited. We shall see. We shall see in February. February. That was, that was the, actually the bit of news was that the, the, the release date came out for this. And I think a new this February trailer that's in here is new. 8th at 10 p.m. on FX proper. <coughs> Bless you. Um, why did Jimmy Kimmel accept this responsibility? Has why, he did it, why, why was it offered to him? I, that's, that's the question. Chris has the right question. Because isn't Jimmy Kimmel on ABC? He is. That's why. And that's why. But in the larger scheme of things, if you look at the last whatever years of Oscar hosts, mm-hmm. it's almost never been a late night host. It's always been a comedian who has ties to the Hollywood. Right. Yeah. And Kimmel right. is not like a movie star. No. So Kimmel just has ties to is... ABC and they are trying to boost him. Yeah. That's it. So yeah, no, I a... get that from like the perspective of money, money, money. I'm thinking of more of the broader spectrum of like of like, was it a good idea? Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah. This I mean, I be... like Kimmel. He did okay at the Emmys, but I think this is like too big of a stage for him. He's already in a losing battle because it's like the third. Well, it's the last full paragraph in here. Most absolutely spot on statement made the oscars is a difficult hybrid a stage uh, a stage show a tv show blah, 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 blah. it it's a bit lacking in terms of megawatt names like leonardo dicaprio and the remaining best the the reigning best actor winner this there is nothing this year that is going to drive people to watch this show now that's a good point. I can't even think of any movies. Now you take like. out the host. Nobody's turning in to watch this because of Kimmel. Nope. We no, some of us tuned that... in to watch uh, Rock last year because we're like, what the fuck is he going to do? Because that was in the midst of all that racial strife that was going on at that point in time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that was Hashtag a thing. Oscar's so white. <laughs> yeah. And guess what? They picked another white dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I and like I, I don't get this, man. <laughs> like, yeah, I get that they want to try to promote Kimmel, but this is not the venue to do that in. He's not going to start winning people over to his show. And the other thing is, he he did a great job with the post Oscar interviews with people. Like his post Oscar show has always been good. Yeah. So why? Like, why would? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Last I mean, year. I'm still in a while. I'm never not going to watch the Oscars, pretty much. <laughs> and we're probably going to watch it again as a group and tweet the shit out of it like we did. I enjoyed that. <laughs> I had a good time doing that. Yeah, we're totally live tweeting the Oscars. Um, I'm like, it states that uh, 34.3 million viewers watched last year, which was one of the smallest audiences on record. Mm-hmm. I'm really curious to see the numbers for this year. 14. And that's it. Not million. Not thousand. Just 14. 14. <laughs> Dedicated Oscar fans. And we are three of those people. <laughs> are. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I mean, it's a thankless job. No. Yeah, I mean. Has a host you're... ever come out unscathed? 
I think it's like did was it the Oscars that Tina Fey and Amy Poehler did? I think so. Yeah. They did, they were a popular choice. I think that people liked them. Did John Stewart do well the year he did it? I can't mm. remember if there was something negative after that. I seem to remember liking it myself, but I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. If they don't change the show itself, the the host has no hope of succeeding. All right, and um, lastly, I saw this at the you know as I was you know, reading these articles. And I thought this was really interesting. Um, we spoke about the Gilmore Girls a year in the life last last week. And apparently the ending of the show was supposed to be bigger. And due to budgetary restrictions, we got the wedding that we got. I can't picture that wedding as anything other than what it was. Yeah, it was kind of perfect. Yeah, agreed. I mean, thankfully, in in this weird situation, for once, them cutting the budget and having them to, to like work their B plan, it was it was as good as it possibly could have been. What I like about this is that they still found a way to make the wedding work. Mm-hmm. Here in here towards the end of the article, they. They quote Amy Sherman Palladino as saying that they had to give, they had to do the wedding, and they, there was no way out of it without doing the wedding because the fans have waited too long, and that is so gratifying to hear a show creator say that. Mm-hmm. Like, here you go, fans. Here you go, shippers. Like, this is gonna pay off for you because you deserve it. Yeah, I love that. That's great. I, I, I couldn't have, like. I am in the throes of doing, I can't even say a rewatch. I'm actually watching the show itself for the first time, full through. <coughs> and You're mid-binge. I, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, uh, I, knowing what I know going into this makes the show slightly more frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm gonna I'm gonna soldier on, and I'm gonna catch every bit of the show. So, um, yeah, that is all I got. You guys, have anything else to comment on? I don't. All Same right. here. Chris, that's me. Give us the spiel. The spiel. You ready for the? It goes a little something like this. <laughs> Rocking, rock. Ah, <laughs> oh, boo. <laughs> You can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com, as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook with both the Geekade page and the This Week's Episode page. Find us on Instagram at Geekade. Subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for our latest video content. And follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade, or follow this show specifically at Twepcast. You can also find us individually on Twitter. I am at Geekade Chris. That's Geekade K-R-I-S. Evan is at... Geekade underscore Evan. And Karen is at... Shoot underscore the underscore moon. If you're interested in more information about anything we discussed tonight, be sure to check out the show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes or Stitcher. Or if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com where we post something new every single day. Back to you, Evan. Thank you so much, sir. Um, all right, so now we're getting back to our, our, our regularly scheduled shows. <coughs> and uh, if... Uh, memory serves me, Chris. It is your turn. 
it is my turn, and uh, because of the time of year that it is, uh, I am going to pick a Christmas episode, because I want to. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, un- unless we all decide that, like, the week after this, we're going to do a Christmas special type of thing. Um, I guess I should ask that question before I pick this episode. <laughs> Are we doing something special and Christmassy I think- the week of Christmas? I think it should just be up to the person who picks the episode. Which is you. Yeah. Okay. So I'm asking you. Chris, pick the show that you want to watch. (laughs) All right, cool. Well, then I'm picking something Christmassy. I am picking Invader Zim, the most horrible Xmas ever, season two, episode 15. Because I'm going to watch it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) May as well talk about it on the show, and I don't necessarily feel that I have the time to make you guys all watch uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000, (laughs) Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. So, (laughs) Invader Zim, the most horrible Xmas ever, uh, is my pick. And Merry Christmas to you all. Very good, sir. Thank you so much. All right, that's it, peeps. I, I feel we did a good job of manning off the invasion and relaying all pertinent bits of information and news that we could get, we could get a hold of. Um, so, from all of us here at this week's episode, I'm Evan. I'm Karen. Heatwave. Good night. I'm going to call you Skirt from now on. <laughs> and this concludes our broadcast day.